June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Take that, Nancy. It was all bull****. What happened when President Trump and Nancy Pelosi found themselves just five chairs apart today? Then, kidnapping victim Elizabeth Smart groped on a plane. What she says happened to her while she was sleeping. I woke up because I felt someone's hand rubbing in between my legs. Then, why Gail King is so upset. I am mortified. I'm embarrassed. And I am very angry. Plus, the scramble to honor the late, great Kirk Douglas at the Oscars. Many are asking if the Academy will mount a special tribute to the iconic star at Sunday ceremony. Then, the woman distracted by her phone, saved in the nick of time. And the prosecution rests. Now it's Harvey Weinstein's turn. So you concerned, Harvey? Then, the driver who accidentally ran over a cyclist, nearly killing him. Can you believe they're now close friends? And imagine ordering a waffle maker and getting this. That's disgusting. This mom ordered diapers. They came to her used. He bought a new pair of sneakers and got this. How to avoid getting ripped off when you order online. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. An uncomfortable moment in Washington, D.C. today as the president and the speaker found themselves just feet apart from one another. Their first meeting since that headline-making State of the Union address. Stephen Fabian has more from Washington. A triumphant President Trump holds up the front page, proclaiming his acquittal. His victory lap began Thursday morning at the National Prayer Breakfast here at the Washington Hilton. He bashed Nancy Pelosi as she sat five seats away. My family, our great country, and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. Then lashed out at Mitt Romney, who made history by voting to convict Trump, saying his faith guided his decision. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so. That was a swipe at Pelosi, who says she prays for the president every night. I pray hard for him because he's so off the track. Two hours later, Pelosi hit back, and she got personal, suggesting he was out of it at the State of the Union. He looked to me like he was a little sedated. He looked that way last year, too. And she says she has no regrets for ripping apart the president's speech. He has shredded the truth in his speech. He's shredding the Constitution in his conduct. I shredded his state of his mind address. 
The tit for tat resumed just after noon. The president made a grand entrance at the White House into the East Room, filled with all those who defended him during the impeachment saga. The only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. He spent an hour but thanking them, telling stories and cracking jokes. Mitch McConnell, I want to tell you, you did a fantastic job. Steve, he is fantastic. You were so incredible. You have done some great job. Thank you very much. It was an extraordinary, pure Trump performance, carried live on all the networks. He even uttered a profanity. It was all bullshit. He finally wrapped up at 1.20 p.m. with a tribute to his family. I want to apologize to my family for having them have to go through a phony, rotten deal. And Ivanka's here and my, my sons and my whole family. And that includes Barron. That includes Barron, who's up there as a young boy. Hugging Ivanka and then First Lady Melania, savoring his victory. The president's victory remarks lasted for more than one hour. In an emotional new interview, Elizabeth Smart says she was sexually assaulted on a flight. Smart, who was kidnapped and held hostage as a young girl, says she fell asleep on an airplane and awoke to find a stranger fondling her. Amber Cagliano reports. Elizabeth Smart is revealing that she was sexually assaulted on a plane. The famous victim's advocate and kidnapping survivor says she was flying home when it happened. I had been asleep and all of a sudden I woke up because I felt someone's hand rubbing in between my legs on my inner thigh. I mean, it was like this. Smart told CBS this morning that the disturbing incident brought back horrible memories from when she was abducted in 2002. I was shocked. I mean, the last time someone touched me without my say-so was when I was kidnapped and I froze. Elizabeth Smart says she notified Delta Airlines what took place and that the airline and the FBI are investigating. She says she hopes the man who groped her is brought to justice. I don't want him to be preying on other girls. Gropings and other sexual assaults on planes are a growing problem. Allison's Velazze told Inside Edition she was flying from Seattle to Amsterdam when the passenger sitting next to her touched her several times. I suddenly felt a hand in my crotch. And without even thinking, I swatted and yelled no. Mackenzie Miller was just 13 years old when she was groped. I would never think this would happen. Elizabeth Smart says the harrowing experience motivated her to launch a self-defense class for women and girls she calls Smart Defense. Smart says she hopes no other women will be victimized midair. But if they are, she wants them to have the skills to fight back. I've always felt safe on an airplane. I've never been worried. I've never felt threatened on an airplane until now. Delta said in a statement they take the matter seriously, adding they are cooperating with Ms. Smart as the matter is being investigated. The prosecution has rested its case, and Harvey Weinstein's attorneys have now begun explaining to the jury why the disgraced producer should not be found guilty of the five criminal sexual assault charges he faces. Diane McInerney is at the courthouse. The prosecution today wrapped up its case against disgraced movie producer Harvey Weinstein. Are you concerned, Harvey? After two weeks of graphic and disturbing testimony by six women who say Weinstein sexually abused them, the prosecutor announced the people rest. 
Then it was the defense's turn to present its case. It's very unlikely that Harvey Weinstein will take the stand. A lot of the evidence is she said versus he said. And jurors typically like to hear the he said. So will it come from Harvey Weinstein? We'll just have to wait and see. Before the first defense witness took the stand, the jury heard from 30-year-old model Lauren Young, who said Weinstein sexually assaulted her in the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills in February 2013. These photos were submitted into evidence to back up her story. The hotel bathroom where she says the assault took place and the lace dress and slip she wore when she says it happened. Weinstein attended the Oscars with his then-pregnant wife, Georgina Chapman, just five days later. After testifying, Lauren Young hurried from the court to a waiting car surrounded by photographers. Weinstein has pled not guilty. And Gail King is speaking out today after she faced backlash over an interview she did with a longtime friend of Kobe Bryant. I am mortified. I'm embarrassed. And I am very angry. Gail King is speaking uh, out following backlash me. over an interview she did about the late Kobe Bryant with his close friend, WNBA star Lisa Leslie. The full seven-minute-plus interview aired earlier this week on CBS This Morning, reminiscing about her close friend who was killed in the helicopter crash. He will be missed, but he will not be forgotten, that's for sure. But a much shorter clip was posted online that dealt with this controversial subject matter. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm -hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. Today, King posted this video. I didn't even know anything about it. I started getting calls. What the hell are you doing? Why did you say this? What is happening? I did not know what people are talking about. I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. She took her own network to task. So for the network to take the most uh, salacious part when taken out of context and put it up online for people who didn't see the whole interview is very upsetting to me. CBS News released this statement. Gail conducted a thoughtful, wide-ranging interview with Lisa Leslie about the legacy of Kobe Bryant. An excerpt was posted that did not reflect the nature and tone of the full interview. We are addressing the internal process that led to this, and changes have already been made. I saw the whole interview, did you? Yes. And it was a great, and it was a well-rounded interview. King went on to say that like so many people, she is still processing Bryant's death. I, too, am mourning his loss, just like everybody else. I still am shocked by it. It's tragic and untimely, and the last thing I would want to do is disparage him at this particular time. Now a touching moment as the basketball jersey worn by Kobe Bryant's daughter Gigi was retired by her school. The 13-year-old was following in her father Kobe's footsteps when she died in that tragic helicopter crash. It's a heartbreaking tribute to Kobe Bryant's daughter Gigi. 
Classmates and teachers of the eighth grader remembered the girl gone too soon at a ceremony in her school gym. She has been a leader in our school, and we are so proud to honor her today. Her number two basketball jersey was retired. The videos were posted by grieving mom Vanessa, who wrote, My Gigi, I love you. I miss you. You've taught us all that no act of kindness is ever too small. Mommy is still and will always be so proud of you, Mamacita. Earlier this week, the bodies of all nine victims were returned to their families. The NTSB is still investigating the cause of the crash. And it's the end of an era in Hollywood with the passing of screen icon Kirk Douglas. With the Oscars just days away, how will the Academy take note of his death? Jim Murray is in Hollywood. He's got more on all of that. Jim? Deborah, here at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, they're hard at work getting ready for Sunday's Oscars. Now, in the wake of Kirk Douglas's death at age 103, many are asking if the Academy will mount a special tribute to the iconic star at Sunday's ceremony. Inside Edition can now confirm that after a last-minute edit, the Academy will honor Douglas in the traditional in-memoriam segment of the show. Mr. Douglas will be included in the In Memoriam this year. This was Kirk Douglas's appearance at the Oscars in 2011 when Anne Hathaway co-hosted. She's gorgeous. Wow. He was nominated for a Best Actor Oscar three times over his illustrious career, but never won, although he received a Lifetime Achievement Oscar in 1996. His daughter-in-law, actress Catherine Zeta-Jones, just posted this touching photo, writing, To my darling Kirk, I shall love you for the rest of my life. I miss you already. Sleep tight. Golden Globe winner, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and movie legend, Kirk Douglas. The two formed a close bond over the years. They jointly presented the Best Picture Award at the 2018 Golden Globe Awards. And there she is in what would be the final family photo taken last August. Four generations of Douglases, including Kirk and his equally famous son, Michael. Haven't you seen enough gladiators in the arena to see how easy it is to die? Kirk Douglas is being hailed today as the last of a golden era of leading men, with legends Burt Lancaster, Steve McQueen, and Paul Newman. But with classic movies like Spartacus, Paths of Glory, and many others, his legacy will live on. A representative from Michael Douglas tells us he will not be attending the Oscars this weekend and says there will be no public funeral for his father. But Michael Douglas says the memorial will be held in the future. Now, a horrible accident that could have ended in death. A driver ran over a man on a bicycle. Thankfully, he lived. And incredibly, the two became best friends. <laughs> These two men sharing a friendly chuckle appear to be old buddies. So would you believe that they only just became friends after this guy accidentally ran over that guy and nearly killed him? Jack Keith was driving along this scenic highway in Huntington Beach, California. Tom Sevilla was cycling. I looked forward and boom. And uh, all I just, all I remember is seeing Tom's body flying through the air. After that, he did right, immediately calling 911. Hello, 911. I hit a biker on PTH. Is he down on the ground? Yeah, he's not doing good. Tom was rushed to the ER with a shattered pelvis, fractures in his back, and a brain bleed. This is a helmet I was wearing the day that I had my accident. And you can see right here the crack in there. Jack had no idea if Tom had even survived. Then came this text from Tom's wife. 
We have been concerned that you might not know that Tom is alive and he will recover. I just, <laughs> I just lost it. He asked if he could visit Tom in the hospital and the injured man agreed. He was willing to forgive the driver who mowed him down. I know Jack didn't get up that morning and decide he was going to go find some guy on a bicycle and run him over. Tom is out of the hospital now, still recovering, and he's using his wrecked bicycle as an indoor trainer with a new friend by his side. An incredible story about the power of forgiveness. Next, imagine ordering a waffle maker and getting this. That's disgusting! This mom ordered diapers. They came to her used. He bought a new pair of sneakers and got this. How to avoid getting ripped off when you order online. Then, the woman distracted by her phone, saved in the nick of time. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. How do you know what you order online is actually new? Turns out a number of consumers are being shipped used items, even this waffle maker with a waffle in it. Diane McInerney reports on what's being called return fraud. When we order products online, we expect to get what we paid for. But according to consumer expert Lisa Lee Freeman, the number of people getting scammed online is growing. Return fraud is way up. It's a huge problem. Check this out. Someone actually returned a waffle iron after using it and not cleaning it. Then it was resold dirty. The batter still kicked on. Derek Richardson ordered a pair of shoes on Amazon. He ended up with this moldy mess. When I first opened these up, I immediately, you know, the, the musty smell, and of course I saw the mold, and I almost, pretty much almost gagged right then and there. Here's the problem. Consumers are returning millions of goods every year, some of them after being repeatedly used by the consumer. Then they're resold, apparently in way too many cases, without anyone at the company inspecting them. This is somebody who really was nasty. To return shoes like this? How do you do that? The deviousness is startling. Michelle Lowe bought a Lego set from Walmart. What did she get when she opened the box? Lots of empty plastic bags and these. And then reach down into the bottom and pull out a bag of aquarium gravel. And then continue to pull out some surprises. One that we found. Macaroni noodles. The scammer tried to approximate the weight of the Legos with the gravel and macaroni noodles. This New Jersey mom, Nasley Sales, may have received the most disgusting delivery of all. She ordered diapers online like many parents do. What came? Used diapers, as in dirty diapers. They came jammed into this box. She was beyond nauseated. Whoever decided to maliciously take the time to do this, I can't believe they did it just for $20, $30, How do you do that? How do you do it indeed? Amazon says they deeply regret these situations and say they're working with the customers to address the issues. When we come back, a woman distracted on her cell phone saved by a stranger. Chivalry lives. This woman is texting as she strides across the street, oblivious to the danger she's about to face. That's when a total stranger jumps into action, saving her from being mowed down. Here's the footage taken from a parked car's dash cam. She's wearing headphones. Her face is buried in her phone. Then she heads straight into oncoming traffic on this street in downtown Cincinnati. And here's the hero, 25-year-old Chris. Allen. I was trying to wave to her. She couldn't hear me, obviously. So I like ran out, just kind of pulled her back and 
After all that happened, she was kind of in shock. You can see her thanking him. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then I was like, no problem. Sorry about that again. And we just went our separate ways. Distracted walkers seem to be everywhere. There are tons of examples on YouTube. Chris has some sensible advice. Stay off your phone when you're walking. Your safety is everything. When we come back, a mini Napoleon Dynamite. Finally, watch him go. He's mini Napoleon Dynamite. He's got the curly wig, t-shirt, and those dance moves straight out of the 2004 cult classic. It's Jude Gagner's favorite movie, and he's performing it for his third grade talent show in Minnesota. I vote him a winner. That's Inside Edition. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. So you're always on the go. Now you can take the CBS Mornings with you and we want to go. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery Plus.